This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Kessel, here we go. Kessel, yep. fucking pop quiz. All right. What is the smallest container I could fit chunked up parts of your body in <laughs> to hide them? Now, this has got okay. nothing to do with You're planning. asking me to give advice to you about how to kill me and get rid of my body? Why would I be the person to uh, ask that question to? This is not an advice segment. This is more of a curiosity segment. Just this All is right. more of like, what do you think about yourself? What if we could chop you up? If I had to chop you up, sure, to sure. get rid of existence of like You'll, your dead body. Yes, well, that would make a lot of sense. But uh, I'm not saying right. that again. So, not a plan. But if you were, what could we get you in? This is Number already co- this is already coinciding with your plan that you want to cut off my legs to buy me a cheaper casket, so you don't have to spend any freaking money, even in my death. But okay, go on. I just don't want to embarrass you at your funeral <laughs> at the sheer size Aww. of your coffin. <laughs> you know what you. I mean? I don't want to hear be like, look how fucking big that coffin is. Because like, you know everyone's going to be whispering oh. it if we have to get the extra large one. We oh. want to find a way to, and we're not going to fully remove your legs. We're just going to cut them so that they can hinge. Up. Right. That's great. No, thank so you, you look like Dorf. That you know, Dorf on golf, Dorf Dorf on death. I'm fine with it. Thank you. Now the pastor won't go into roast mode. Screw his eulogy and just say, "Okay, uh, let's make fun of the tall bastard." Not that I I think a pastor will be the one uh, going over or being the main speaker in my funeral, but I'm not in charge, so I don't know. Don't know. Don't know what I'll do. Yep. I know. Um, but I'll you know I think that if we cut you up into tiny enough bits, okay, I probably could either feed you to a bunch of bigger ravens uh-huh right and maybe get rid of you that way sure or i could fill you up full like honestly go for that queen's rich second refrigerator meat freezer <laughs> one of those and leave it inside one of those bag honestly, it up freeze you up you just kind of sit in there for a long time because my mom has meat in that fridge since like 2012 now that i think of it h bone screw the casket i want the double meat freezer that's how i want to be buried tape it up Put me in the ground, keep it plugged in, because I want to be on ice, just it's like a cold beer that killed me. <laughs> it's bad for the planet, but I will do it for you. I think you should be allowed to have that last wish. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben with Henry. We have some crazy stories this week. 
What was something that 2020 didn't have? Well, serial killers. Except for now, perhaps we have one. It's crazy what's going on in Seattle. I don't know whether or not it's a serial killer or whether or not it's kind of like what they said when they found those mysterious bodies that were all lined up in Long Island a couple of years ago. Yes. I want to say that was like eight years ago yep. where they said it might not be the lair of a serial killer, but it might just straight up be a place where people bury bodies and okay. two mobsters coming up and be like, hey, Frank, what are you doing? What are you, what are you dropping here? This guy cheated me at pool yesterday. <laughs> bury him over here. It's where the gold shit. Well, you should never cheat at pool. You're going to end up getting buried in Long Island. This is a question then for the audience and for you, Mr. Zabrowski. What's scarier, one serial killer dropping off all of their victims near the river or just tens of people having one murder under their belt? I feel more comfortable if it's one person because that makes it a lot easier to find the sociopath or I mean, easier to avoid the sociopath. The one person idea, actually, I find much more scary. The other one, I find it's kind of, I have more of a feeling of a fostering sense of community. <laughs> and allowing people to mingle once again. That's phase four, is, is, is being able, phase four of the hope of the release, is being able to yes. group, bury a body together. Well, speaking, um, of, speaking of bringing people together, theoretically, that's what social media is supposed to do. Doesn't really seem to be working. It doesn't but seem to be working. That's also what TikTok is doing. And in this case... TikTok gave us a true crime saga. Look at this. All right, so this comes from this. I'm using the source from heavy.com. This is a, a over the weekend, a TikTok video shows rando nodding teens finding suitcase with dead body parts. Now, this was written by Jessica McBride. The, so, first of all, I'm going to just explain what rando nodding is. Yes. I also have just learned what it is. It is an app. That you can download onto your phone. There used to be a thing back in the day. Okay. Used to have, people used to have fun. And I think people still do more in the nerdier spectrum when I'm with you. People used to do geocaching. Or yes. used to do like ARGs. We did an ARG. I was a part of an ARG called uh, This Is My Milwaukee. That yes. turned into Bears Turns Bravo. And we had an ARG where coordinates for a specific meetup were hidden into the HTML of posted videos and then internet sleuths would have to go into the source material find these these little coordinates and then show up for like kind of fun ideas and then geocaching yes. is that people go search for something right they go search for something I had a chance to go on a geocache treasure hunt. We did a bar hop along with it. It was super freaking fun. Although now I think you would just get arrested for like being a peeping Tom or just like, you know, people now I think would be a little bit more scared if you're if you're digging around a lamppost and you're just here. I'm here to find a post-it note that has words of encouragement on it, officer. But that's what we were actually were in a new surgery. But the last surgery we saw was the Pokemon Go. Right, yes. Pokemon Go created the scary world of monsters everywhere, and they all are different colors and they're different sized wings. And you have to go. You're looking for them, and I'm like, I want to stay away from them. And now, of course, and they're not real, Henry. No, and they're right now, there. And of course, I'm looking at it. No, I'm making not, it real. Can you not play the app when we're recording, please? Also, you're 35 years old. Also, Whoa. with Pokemon Go. Speaking of dead bodies, woo! A, a bunch of people looking for Pokemon found pokey dead people. I don't know, or people with pokes in them. I have no idea what I'm trying to say. I'm worse than Hillary Clinton. Pokemon go to the polls, but they found a bunch of corpses while playing that game. They did, and uh, now and, we're seeing and TikTok. Got mugged. 
And they got mugged and all that kind of stuff. So, but now we're seeing TikTok has had a fascination with a new app that is in the same world called, it's like Randonaut, I believe what it's the term is. And the idea is that, you know, in, in, in the guise of stealing your location and search imagery, <laughs> search information, what they're showing you is that it, it, it's this idea that you put your location in, you make an intent, like you think of something you want, like, I want to see something unexplainable, like Ooh. I want to see this stuff. And then they believe that your mind can influence a random number generator. And there's a lot of studies the CIA actually has done huh. in terms of remote viewing about the concept of can your brain fuck with what random numbers do like random number generators can right. you help steer them and so what it does the random number generators create like a set of coordinates for you to go to and it's a fun little exercise for TikTokers, right? Okay. Where they're going out. It's helping people that are stuck inside during the pandemic. They're going out to go see the world. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're good, these weird little corners. But one group did not find anything remotely fun. There's these two teenage girls. You see this video. They, they're all they're all having a really good time. They discover this this little suitcase out in this rocky beach. And they're all like, oh, dude, look, dude. It's suitcase. Oh, it took us to a suitcase. And they're all like, poke it. Poke it, and the, and the one girl goes down. She kind of scrambles on the rocks with the stick, and she's like, "I'm poking the bag. I'm poking it." And they're like, "Ah, I'm okay, open it. Open up the bag." What I love the most about this TikTok video, obviously, extre- extremely tragic. We all know that. But the funny thing about this is. The innocence of youth in the beginning where they're like, what could it be? Could it be full of money? Maybe it's gold coins. Is it treasure? It's like, no, no, this is 2020 and this is the real world. You don't open up a box full of cash. You don't open it. No, indeed. It doesn't uh, work like that. As as they open, they're like, open it up, open it up. They're like, man, that smells bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Smells real bad. Yeah, that's not bad. And then they were poke and poke and poke and they're like, oh, we should call the police. And then you watch them become adults. You watch the trauma set into these kids. And then they sit there and they're just like, oh my, oh my God. As they watch and then it just cuts through all of these articles of these bodies. And now what they're saying is this was the one body was found inside of it. It was a, it was a black plastic bag. So they were all going, we yes, saw... Inside they, of the suitcase, went, of course. They zipped up, to the, they went to go find, later on, people, witnesses saw SPD zipping someone up or something into a full-size black body bag. So this is according to Seattle police, who are now investigating several body bags. So thank you to those TikTok gals they who did were just it. out there having a good time. You guys put on your detective uh, de- detective caps. Unbeknownst to you, you woke up in the morning a girl, you're going to bed a woman. It's See, not good. It's not fun to be an adult. That's the ultimate lesson. So Seattle police have now found multiple bags. Officers responded to the call. This was at Elliott Bay in West Seattle. Police searched around and found a second bag floating in the water nearby. This is according to um, Steve Booty. He says there was yeah. Steve Booty. There Steve was a place. Ba- big old booty. I love him. He must love that. You must no, love getting that. I actually have a very small booty, and I have not enjoyed the last name <laughs> booty because they keep on saying I have a big booty, but I have a small booty. I tell you what, I sometimes go around, and this is more sort of my secret shame, just to stop once the heckling is that I, I put a pair of balloons <laughs> in my police Aww. uniform. 
<laughs> that must be hard to sit I'm down. sick of being called Steve No Booty. Oh, you got a nice booty, Steve. This is according, this is what he told Como News, K-O-M-O News. He says, there was a police boat and an inflatable boat, and they had a hook, and they took plastic bags out. I saw them take out two bags. So you know your life is not, did not end in the best circumstance when police are on a boat fishing you out with a hook. That is not a way I want to go. I don't want to be known as, oh, Henry Zabrowski. He loved to laugh. He ended up as bait. Absolutely not. So it's unclear if these remains are male or female. This is what I'm going to say when it comes to the person who dumped these body bags. You got lazy with it. Aren't you supposed to dump these bags? You know for a fact this isn't the person who killed them. This is probably a lackey. Who I mean, we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. It, could, it could be the mob's son. Are you talking about we have a Corky Romano here? I think we might have a Corky Romano. You got to go deep water with it. And my understanding is, I mean, we don't really know, but you got to weight the bag. I didn't see you any weights have to in wait the, bag. the bag. So there Unless, was just a lot of mistakes being made. Unless it's low tide. You put it up in high tide. High tide, Harry. Orlando, Orlando, hear me now. But yes, this person, I'm going to say, obviously in a rush. Yeah. Not sitting, not being present. No. And that's why, I'm going to say this right to you right now. I don't want you to be covering up crimes. I don't want you to. But, you know, we've all made a couple of mistakes in the past. We've all had to figure out, like, you know, maybe you had, maybe you didn't want to kill somebody. You had to kill somebody out of self-defense and you need to hide the body, right? Yep. If you need to do that, you sit in the car with the body for a second, breathe in, four seconds, hold. For seven seconds. Sure. Slowly release for six seconds. Get in the presence of mind. Really think about how we need to hide this body. Then you can really get yourself back in the game. But yes, it has to be weighted down. You should probably feed it to dogs. But when it comes down to this story, these these uh, these TikTokers are really getting to the bottom of it. I don't know what the hell is going on. And well, who knows whatever the hell else Rando not shits out because now we're going to start seeing whether or not this is this the guy planting the bodies. Well, what's so amazing is TikTok is full of videos. Sometimes they're busty gals. Sometimes they're muscular men. And they're dancing. And they're singing along. So you just imagine you're flipping through your TikTok. You're having a fine time right before bed. And then you stumble upon a crime scene where children have discovered a rotting corpse inside of a duffel bag or inside of a suitcase. It really does have to give you pause. Unless, of course, this is just another desensitization of where we are going as a, as a society where it's like, oh yeah, um, Kate Upton's dancing to some song for a Burger King commercial. I don't know what that would be on TikTok. Oh, dead body. Ooh, there's a talking frog. We should stop That's and take the internet, it in. And, but, but you know, sometimes stop, don't flick and say that was somebody's husband, wife, perhaps son or daughter. Sure, but they, I will say they're not like, Whatever the Jake or Logan Pauls, whatever they were, they knowingly filmed a bunch of dead corpses. Stuff they didn't know they were about to discover a corpse. They thought that they were about to discover something fun, and then they found the opposite of fun, which is just one of the crushing realizations of becoming an adult. I remember the first time I saw a dead body on the New York City subway. Really, you just see a dead body sitting there, and I remember a bunch of people being like, "Hey, man, hey," touching this guy's shoulder, and then watching him go slump. Just be dead. He is so, just dead. And not, he was riding that train for free. 
Well, you think about that. Uh, you knocked him over, huh? You're just knocking over dead no, bodies. I was on the other. I was literally on the other side of the train car, watching a bunch of guys because they were like trying to talk. To this guy he wasn't responding, right? And they were touching him, touching him, touching him. And then when he slumped over, everyone in the train went, "Oh!" <laughs> I could imagine that being quite horrifying. This is why, if you're ever if if you're in New York and you're visiting. You got to learn how to look at nothing while still having your eyes open. It's a skill. You will start finding different corners that you never know existed. You yes. can't look at anyone because if they are dead, you got to wait for the police to show up. You're late to a date. You never met the wife that you were supposed to have. Now you're 75 years old. You're lonely, always a bachelor, dying of alcoholism, about to jump off a bridge in San Francisco, all because you found a dead body on the subway and stopped yourself from finding love. Unless you searched a dead body and you found the hidden emeralds of Gallant, and it wished it gave you a wish of every wish that you ever wanted to come true, and you just had to find this gem hidden deep inside the butthole of a corpse on the New York City subway system. Well, that's that's just the coroner's good Sunday. But there is no way that that diamond or jewel should ever be kept by you. Obviously, the person that held it died a horrible, horrible death. You know you get three wishes, and then the devil comes back and says, and now it's my turn to make a wish. And then he gapes you or something like that, or whatever the devil wants to do that day. It's just about you just find a way to make you the other side of the wish something that you're into, too. So you say, oh, I wish to be famous for something only I can do. And then Ugh. the devil makes you fucking famous for being the only person that can fucking, like... Put his di- put your own dick inside of your own asshole, right? Like that thing, and then yeah. you just, which is cool, and people would like that, right? And then you just fucking blast yourself every day until your life is shattered and you lose your job. But you understand you're having a good time while you're doing it. Lean in. Can you imagine? I don't think being okay. So the cliche three wishes thing. I want all the money in the world. I want to be famous. I want to like whatever. Have any uh, partner that I want in the world. Can you imagine? ever wanting to be famous because all you're going to do is like, all right, fine, you're famous. And your name is now Mel Gibson. It would just be a nightmare. And you'd be like, oh, I am famous. But yeah, it's like, oh my God, I'm a fucking asshole. What? No. How did this happen to me? Be careful what you wish for. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothes, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, 
We're trying to get into giraffe rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, what would seat up? Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah. Toss that rock. Come on, guys. Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Price Picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basket. Price Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entry stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine Bobby Bonilla play basketball? Woo-wee, dog! Then it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today. And use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code L-E-F-T for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Speaking of somebody who's famous who doesn't want to be famous, Milwaukee PD criticized for old tweet congratulating oh cop God. who left the Dahmer victim. So, uh, we, we put this up. This is from Newsweek. This came up last week. John Balzerak, <laughs> there was a uh, the Milwaukee PD... Who's just holy shit, man? This is so bad. The the, the fucking police K9 
cannot do a single thing correct. No, they cannot do a single fucking thing correct. So just and a little, to, just a little groundwork. Milwaukee PD. First of all, PDs, police departments don't need to be on Twitter. That's number one. I just fuck. I'm so sick of. I'm sick of all of it. I don't like funny cop videos. I don't like no, any of this shit. I need none of them. So Milwaukee PD, in order to, I guess, be nice. Uh, said we are we are honoring two of our former officers with a combined sixty one years of service. One of those officers, as Henry will as Henry will explain, maybe doesn't need to be honored at all. It was police officer John Balzerak. He was Balzerak was involved in a deadly mistake surrounding the Jeffrey Dahmer case. This is the famous police officer story <sighs> of the police officer that left the fourteen year old Conorak Simonson Somtophone. With this Jeff, with Jeffrey Dahmer, assuming yes. that the boy who was nude and bleeding from the asshole from the was rectum. completely fine, and then the Donner, he just left him behind. Balzarek was fired after the incident, and then he was quietly reinstated yes. in May 1994. And the obviously the blunder tarnished his name and career as it should have. But then you reboosted. His name, first of all, never should have been rehired ever before. He should not have. He should have been selling hot dogs. I believe at one point. Oh, I don't want a hot dog. I know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, no what food service. But apparently, he was also named Officer of the Year later on in his career. And you know, as Henry alluded to, uh, allowing this fourteen-year-old boy to go back with Jeffrey Dahmer. Of course, early nineties, gay was icky, and he was just like, I don't want anything to do with it. Also, there was a racial component. There was a lot of African American women, a lot of black women there being like. Yo, that kid is bleeding from the ass. Jeffrey Dahmer is someone that we know in this neighborhood. He is very scary. He threatened to arrest all of the people that were there, being like, "You got to arrest the, you got to arrest Dahmer and take this kid." You literally have the most infamous serial killer. You could have been. The irony is, he could have been a hero. This would have been. I mean, your father found one killer, and he still talks about it to this day. Yes. Like, if you are the cop that busts Jeffrey Dahmer, you have, you got a lifetime appointment on CNN, MSNBC. You want to go on Fox News and be like You'd their be go to cop? You can the do that too. Hero cop. You, you can would be, be that. the new superhero cop, the fucking horrible wave of honor that Rudy Giuliani, whatever he did, waved yes. after 9 11, and now we're stuck with this fucking ass. Same thing with this bullshit. We, you could have been good, but you just absolutely fucked it up you could have been i believe it's paul holes the man who found the golden state killer correct oh he's doing he's he's doing fucking what he's doing yeah we met met him a few times he's he's a celebrity this officer because he didn't do his job got first of all multiple people killed i'm not sure how many folks again mostly people of color mostly black men i'm not sure how many of them were killed by Dahmer after this but it's got to be this is this is now Dama going into berserker I believe because yes, I was reading I don't remember well it's mid he had already moved into Milwaukee so he yes. o- he was already in the middle of it I don't remember where it fell during his time period of crimes A large number of people could have been saved if this cop just did his job dare I say the easiest day to be a cop is when someone runs to you, fourteen year old, fourteen years bleeding old, bleeding from the anus, from the asshole, being like, "Hey, I'm being abused. I, I'm in the presence of a serial killer." It's That's like, how you be a hero. Did you just That's Uber? You- yeah, it's, it's like, did you just do Uber Eats my job for me? Because this is the easiest delivery I have ever had in my life to arrest a serial killer. This you is don't a have to be freaking ball hero moment. So easy. <laughs> 
And then he could have he could have he could have made it seem it was a dark dark night in Milwaukee storm. I knew yes. I could tell. I could tell just by the way he was looking at that little kid. I knew he's about to eat him. He's about so he's to eat his him. Lips. He yeah, could have he could have made himself out to be such a genius. I usually don't take a left down that street, but today something drew me down. Maybe it was well, the sunlight or the or maybe it was the moonlight. Now he just gets to, uh, God, you know, and now he gets to peacefully retire. It's fun. Uh, it's, I, I think that the lack of justice here in this country is really helping it. I think where it's really <laughs> helping just how little justice is happening in any way, shape, or form. We still have the cops that killed Breonna Taylor are completely without any. We got the one guy fired, but that's it. Nothing else is happening. It's not. Nobody's helping anybody. Well, speaking of justice not being done... There has been another Sasquatch sighting, and by Sasquatch, I mean Ghislaine Maxwell, of course, the woman who supplied Jeffrey Epstein with all of his young ladies. This is our next segment called Yeah. When is this bitch? When is this bitch? When is this bitch? Where is this bitch? That's a great television show for children. And of course, young ladies, I mean young victims. Ghislaine Maxwell, she is reportedly hiding out in Paris, France. Uh, evidently, this is according to um, one of, this is just according to someone who reached out to the sun. They say Glenn Maxwell has been leaving every month. So staying in a place for a month and then dipping out, trying to get people off of her trail. Why is-, is she not arrested? That's somebody else I don't understand. How was she? Why is she not somewhere with the cop? Well, that's what's so interesting. If the sun, a tabloid, can figure out where she is, I'm assuming the cops can too. This is what the source told the tabloid. Ghislaine is moving locations every month to keep private investigators off her tail and staying at residences of trusted colleagues and contacts. Um, she has stuck around France during the coronavirus pandemic and plans to try to stay here, stay in her home country to avoid possible extradition. That is what this source told the sun. They also say she wants to remain in France for as long as she can again, to take advantage, to take advantage of extradition laws. So it looks like. She's just hanging out in France, uh, having an amazing having fucking, French breakfast. Just and being fucking skinny. Yeah. And that's all they do over there. I don't know what else happens in France. I'd love to go, but no. not, not, I don't want to go. Like, I feel like that's the devil's wish where I'd be like, oh, I wish I could go to Paris. And then it's just me fucking being Jelaine Maxwell's butler in Paris. <laughs> be like, oh, well, I got a, how many NDAs? There's Look a, at this pile of NDAs. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot of paperwork to sign when speaking with that chick. Uh, it's cool, man. France is nice. They got a lot of bikes. I went to an awesome place there. They gave us wine out of baby bottles, and it was very communal, and everyone eats together. I'm not saying this was a grooming place. I was 17 years old. I don't think that they wanted to be like Big Baby Ben coming get naked in the back for us. It was just kind of not fun yet. and kitschy. And I saw, I saw the Eiffel Tower, but you know what, Henry? Who cares? Who cares? It doesn't do anything. The Eiffel Tower nice, is one of those. It's very, it's very pretty. It's I want to see the Eiffel Tower. I, there's a lot of things that are like what that you, that I saw that are like, I mean, yeah, technically there's many things. The Arc de Triomphe, what does it do, you know? But it's nice looking. I guess so. This is what. This is why I don't want to see Stonehenge, because I know it's going to be exactly that. I'll be like, huh, 
It's a bunch of rocks. And then I know Marcus is going to be like, you're like Joey no, Ramone. We like, won't be, we'll punch you. We're going to punch yeah. you in your sides saying like, yeah, because you don't understand. Because those, yeah, those rocks will look very big to you because you're a fucking homunculus. Oh, and you my goodness. There and you, I would be afraid of you near those rocks because you're going to fucking lean on one like some kind of character from a B-grade John Turturro film. And you're going to domino effect the entire Stonehenge. You know what? I, I wish I would. I wish I would. I am of the scale where I can appreciate <laughs> the size and shapes of the Stonehenge running between all the little little holes yes. to get out my little fucking hobbit, my little hobbit places. You're allowed to still have childish sort of visions of grandeur. Everything is ruined when you can see the top of it because then you see <laughs> all of its all of its flaws, all of its mistakes. But this is, and that's where we have to look to you for your wisdom. No, I know that. But the thing about France, the thing about the Eiffel Tower is what you don't realize. It's just like New York. All of these like sidewalks in New York. All of the romance. New York in the summertime smells like an outhouse. Everywhere yep. you go is covered in trash. You're stepping in Dookie. Romance in France is the same way because you got that. You got you got all the water. You got all the canals. You got all this trash. It's not. I love it, but I'm just saying it's like it ruins. It you just are love. looking for romance. No, I, I think I, that's what this is about. I think what it comes down to is that <sighs> what you are suffering from is a lack of a sense of romantic mystery and your day to day and the idea of catching the glance of a stranger or being with a, a person you're intimate with many years and maybe discovering new corners of your intimacy deep within the calaos of France. No, buddy, I'm telling you, you ever been on a gondola in Italy? I love boats. <sighs> All right. I'm fine with them. I mean, I would love to do it. I'd love to heckle the guy and be like, faster, faster. <laughs> and then I would do a lot of like, follow that guy. Here's 50 bucks. Follow that guy. Yeah. Follow him. Follow him. You're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to end up in a bag, zipped up in a briefcase, found by TikTokers. And they'd be like, why did you die? And then the guy who runs the gondola would be like, he was Polish and annoyed. And they'd be like, you are free mm. to go, sir. I just ended up put him on the pile. Free to um, go. This is, Here's another story that I don't know. I'm just going to throw this out there. This one's we crazy. We looked up McLean's. This is, this is a story that I don't know what the hell is going on. It's another one of those. There's just so much fishy shit happening right now between the fucking lynchings, between all these kind of stuff. There's so much stuff that is really unexplainable and, and, and but also or highly explainable and we just can't see it yet and it's not being revealed to us. This comes from Canada. This is the Nova Scotia shooter case. Of course. No, this was we, the, his. He, entry, he finally got named Gabriel Wartman. Gabriel Wartman. And just a now, reminder for those: the Nova Scotia shooter. It was a one-day rampage. I believe he killed around nine or ten people, uh, mostly relatives of his. Twenty-two. No, he killed twenty-two oh, people. Twenty-two all over. people. No, it is the biggest massacre in Canadian history. He killed a, a many people. Both people connected to him and randomly stealing people's cars. Crazy story. Yes. He was dressed like a mounted police officer. He had um, a, a facsimile mounty car, which is part of the reason why people thought he was a cop. He was going. It was a very scary yes. story. But there is this story that came from McLean's. Now I looked up McLean's to try to see how reputable this is. I was like, please don't let this just be fucking Canadian Breitbart. But it doesn't look like it is. It looks like it is, it's legit. And they say that the killer. Gabriel Wartman withdrew $475,000 in cash from a place called basically this Brinks stores, right? Yeah, he went to Brinks a Brinks Depot. Depot in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia on March 30th, which I believe was the day before. It was like a couple, like 20 days before the shooting, right? right. 
And so he picked up and just these duffel bags that show security cam videos. So he went to a Brinks Depot, which is where the bank gets their big piles of money, right? And what this kind of shows, it is very similar to the way the RCMP pays off their informants and confidential agents, right? They have all of these people working undercover. Yes. It is really, really strange. They don't know how he got access to this money. They, they, this is not a way civilians normally get this money. Uh, there's several mounted police officers that, that are that are speaking anonymously saying we, we the because of the official line is that the Mountie police says that we had no connection with Wartman. Right. right. But now they're saying, well, how the hell did he get access to this amount of cash, especially since his job description of the most Canadian word possible? Because he's a dentist, but they called him a denturist. Denturist. So this is according. And again, the R- the RCMP is basically like their FBI. It's a it's a huge, huge thing in Organization. Canada. You yeah. don't want to have contact so, with them, basically, because so you know, if you do, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. This article is written by Paul Palango, Stephen Mayer, and Shannon Gormley. All right. So this is the so the McLeans reported um, that this money came from the CIBC Intria, a, subsi- a subsidiary of the Chartered Bank, and this is a quote. Uh, the money transaction was, quote, consistent with how the RCMP funnels money to its confidential informants and agents and is not an option available to private banking customers. That is why it's like, okay, then who is this? And we're not saying that he was an RCMP plant or anything. We don't know, but it's just highly, highly strange. It's just really, really suspicious. And we don't know why it's like there. And I love it. So this is one of the fun uh, witness testimonies that came from a person who works at the bank from the CIBC who basically they said a retail banking expert that he spoke to could have been a teller who knows but it's just such a Canadian witness testimony is that I wanted to read it yes now when you come into my branch you want a ton of cash right then I say well you gotta give us a couple of days you know we put in our Brinks order I order the money through Brinks and that's when the money arrives you come into the branch I bring you into the back room I count the money out for you right send in someone to Brinks to get the money I've never heard of that before. The reason is, if I'm the banker and you've deposited your savings in my bank branch, I'm responsible for making sure the money goes to the right person. If you want this money, I'm going to have to verify your identity and document that. I can't do that if I'm I'm transferring the money to Brinks. I think you forgot to apologize at the end. Well, that was was the big thing, is that they're trying to say they had basically issued a formal apology for the RCMP. They basically saying like, sorry for not catching this guy in the first place, which is, I guess, a huge deal in Canada. Well, he took out damn near half a million dollars. It's extremely strange that after you take out enough money to just go on vacation, basically for life, go to Punta del Este, go to Uruguay, go do anything you want with half a million bucks, and you get yourself 30 years of fun, Beach living, but that's the Marvin Heemeyer story too. The Marvin Heemeyer story too is that he fucking had three hundred and seventy-five grand. He had already gotten everything that he wanted before pulling the trigger on unleashing the killdozer on everybody. He got everything he wanted. You just became some kind of. uh, He just. I mean, the term is bitch baby, but he was a bitch baby with a killdozer. That right. is just one of the fucking, uh, the, that's a very powerful bitch baby. It, and then this guy, very what powerful. Are, what the ERMCP is trying to say, the one thing that kind of 
that kind of fits with Wartman is that he was obsessed with the Mounties and he dressed in the Mounties. And that's a part of the reason why they think they might have some kind of secret relationship with him was because they never investigated the fact that he had illegal arms on his even though several people had called in saying that this guy's got fucking assault rifles on his property and also no one prosecuted the domestic abuse he had of his he committed on his wife which is i mean that just sounds like just unfortunately normal police work where they just are not they just don't serve those things unless you're punching somebody in front of them so but this is- they are saying it might also just be somehow in his obsession with being a Mountie, maybe he figured out a way to fool these people. Like maybe, maybe it goes that far, but it's really, really strange. Also, who knows where he got that money from? Maybe like, he could have been sa- they could have been saving it. Could- We're talking about he might have been some kind of As doomsday dent- prepper. Well, he could be a doomsday prepper. Would not be surprised. That oftentimes go with, goes with hoarding firearms. And again, I'm not against uh, you know having a couple of firearms. As a matter of fact, I plan on getting a large one one day for home protection. And if you can snipe them from your kitchen, technically that's your land. Um, that I don't is think your that's land. True. I don't think that's right. I don't think so. I think to, that that is cor- incorrect. Yes. That is incorrect. But according to Darren Campbell, uh, he works with the RCMP. This is what he had to say. He said, the investigation has not uncovered any relationship between the gunman and the RCMP outside. Now, this is an interesting twist here. Outside of an estranged familial relationship between the gunman and two retired RCMP members. So yeah. he says that we have no connection. But then he's like, ah, yeah, well, he knows two of them that were retired, but uh, they were friends with someone that he no longer talks with. I don't know. It's just very, very suspicious. No one really knows where this money has gone. I guess he didn't give it away. Um, It is just Jessica Davis, a former senior uh, strategic analyst for the CSIS and president of the principal consultant at Insight Threat Intelligence. She had this to say. She says, in the lead up to the terrorist attacks, people do withdraw large sums of money to prepare for the attack or to give it to someone else, like making final preparations. Sure. And that's it, quite possible. Maybe and that's, that is that's the what case. I'm saying. It's quite, quite possible that he just had been saving all of this fucking money like a crazy person. Maybe. And had went and bought all of his ammunition and had done and had done all the prep. That is quite, quite possible. The main thing that it's fishy is why did he get it from the Brinks depot? How did right. he get it from there? And that's the one thing, which is just another I guess that's another mystery that goes to the fucking grave. I we'll guess find so. out. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. But that's I think that's gonna require deep for digging no matter what kind of work you do how you communicate is key yeah very key you gotta communicate clearly all these emails reports and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done grammarly can help grammarly is your ai writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work it's like you're captain kirk and grammarly is data and you're kissing a lady on another planet. And data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus me. Because I do use Grammarly, but it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma. Here, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank I get it. Yes. But still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today. Right? 
But Grammarly really does help. Because that's what we all need. A stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. Planning the perfect proposal. Oh, I want to do it at the Hindenburg. (laughs) I want to do it at the Hindenburg Memorial. Celebrating your love and looking forward to the rest of your lives. And if you're lucky, it's short. The only part that's not so special, shopping for an engagement ring, if you don't know what you're doing. That's where BlueNile.com comes in, especially if you don't feel like talking to your mother. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with little or no feedback from their mother. With Blue Nile, you can create a brilliant piece at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Why use anything traditional? Blue Nile also offers a diamond price guarantee, which means that they can usually meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. And I sent you to Steven, my guy, but you still refuse and you decide to go with your Blue Nile little thing because, oh, it's got 100% satisfaction guarantee with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And sometimes Steven doesn't answer your calls and sometimes Steven loses the rings. But that's where you don't understand because Steven was there for me when your father wasn't. And honestly, so now is Blue Nile because every time I call, they pick up with the 24-7 customer support and they hear all about my hands hurting and how I've got, they have to reverse my feet at the doctor. They, they said, and they, but eventually they said it's temporary. They're going to put it back forward. But oh, thank you, Blue Nile, for not picking up, even though I texted my son. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. 
Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, well, let's switch stories to a, let's do a lighter story really quick Mm -hmm. here. This is a story that's near and dear to all of our hearts because it involves booze and it involves adorable monkeys. Uh, This is a, this is a, by the way, if you're going to read the New York Post, and I, I do recommend it because you do find little tidbits. A story like this is where New York Post is just like this is this is New York Times peak New York Times. This is like this is this is where they are really comfortably the top of news. Without a doubt. So New York Post, Hannah Sparks, she writes drunk money drunk monkey gets life behind bars for attacking 250 humans. Oh my goodness. This is a monkey named Kalua. This Aww. is in India. Which I is think so, this is in India. First of all, Kalua is the cutest name for a drunk monkey ever. It's like, it really it's cute. like the, if the big Lebowski, if Jeffrey Lebowski had a monkey, he'd name it Kalua and that they would have their so, white Russians together. So cute. <laughs> but apparently, it attacked and teared, it teared through 250 people and it killed one while on a fucking rampage yeah, dude. in India. So I guess this is according to this article again. Apparently the monkey belonged to an occultist and they say that he supplied the pet with a regular diet of hard liquor and possibly monkey meat. So that I'm actually going to criticize the New York Post a little bit here because we got ourselves a cannibal monkey. This is a cannibal. That's the, Honestly, that should have led. That should have led the headline. Yes. So the owner who, again, this is a supposed occultist, he was found dead. Uh, the monkey was like, what the fuck? Where's all my booze? So they think that this was the monkey going through violent withdrawal. Uh, took his aggression out to people walking the oh, streets. Oh, no. Kissel, don't quit booze. I'm never going to. Well, I might have to. Off. You might. The doctors and the police might tell you. <laughs> so he was attacking people. But strangely, he was particularly attacking the faces of women and children. So oh, that's this not good. That's what just, gets you arrested right it there. Was, it was just going crazy. Kalua, six years old. Uh, they they finally did. They didn't kill it. Which is amazing. Um, they uh, they 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 arrested it. How do you arrest it? Do you get little cuffs? I don't know how they arrested the monkey. I don't. I, I just give it a banana and just wait for it to get tired after eating it. I have no clue what they do. Uh, but this is what happened. So it was ultimately brought to Kanpur Zoo, where he remained hostile towards female zookeepers. I have a feeling this drunk occultist taught this monkey yes, like I a think lot so. about I think men's so. rights. <laughs> I don't know what happened. This guy just fucking, he made a mean monkey. Yes, he did. So this is according to the zoo doctor, Moed uh, Moed, uh, Nasser. He says, we kept him in isolation for some months and and then shifted him to a separate cage. There has been no change in his behavior and he remains as aggressive as he was. It has been three years since he was brought here, but now it has been decided that he will remain in captivity for all of his life. That so. is, I mean, that's how he did it. I mean, technically, this, I'm going to say that he was doing it on purpose. He was yeah. trying to get three square. You see, he didn't want to go back to the public sector. I don't he think, wasn't ready, man. He well, didn't want to fucking, he, he wasn't ready for the outside. He needed to stay in the pen. He's got that's some, what happens. He's Fully got some, institutionalized. He's got some. We rant- did this to him. We did it, ranting alcoholic occultist screaming at him all day, and then and then he's alone. And I'm surprised he didn't eat the man that used to take care of him. Go with the start nibbling on his hands and stuff. They didn't mention that. But this is an interesting part of this story. 
they are testing monkeys when it comes to COVID because apparently they have a natural immunity uh, after exposure to the virus. So perhaps this monkey, yes, he killed one and injured 250 people, perhaps maiming them for life. But it is also possible he's part of the cure for the coronavirus. Hmm. So look at that. <laughs> look, at, look at that. You know they're going to run a bunch of tests on him. Oh, oh but yeah, he's so cute. Blood. They got a picture of him, and you know, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to be mad at something so cute. But then you do realize they will rip your face off, and they, they start with the soft tissue. So they they'll rip your testicles off. Like the first thing they do is like eyes and nuts. So it's not fun. It's so scary. But. It's so scary. The idea of a little thing being that. Evil, like something about it, because it's also like it's a two foot tall, cute little creature. Yeah, could just fucking rip your nose off your face, <laughs> and it's coming in for a while. Like, because uh, all of our reactions would be like, "Oh, ma- oh, come here, Kalua, oh, no, 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 you piece of bread." He said, Oh, no, Kalu, no. <laughs> oh, Kalu, no. I was good to you, Kalu. I, like. I was good to you. It's very scary. I was good to you, Kalua. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Danny Trejo, Halloween 2. Yes. I was good to you, Michael. Yes, I was good to you, Michael. Rob Zombie, I love him. Uh, um, but, next uh, week, anyway. I want to do a little bit. Next week, I'm going to do a little bit of a roundup of more UFO stories because we had a couple. I got someone sent me some videos from a guitar player that they follow on Instagram. Okay. That was some of the best UFO footage I have seen in a minute. Really? Okay. That is, I'll show it to you off air so you could see, but I want to find a way to, to put them out there. Yeah, I can't speak towards the rest of his Instagram profile. I have no clue if it's good or not. But the these videos... Of these UFOs, and I'm talking about exactly what they were talking about in Brazil. Those like porcelain squares, weird bleeding lights. I have to see whether or not that they are real or not. I think that's a one thing I want to check. Just kind of yeah. see. Everyone's going to attack it anyway. Um, but I, it, it's just, there is some UFO shit happening. Absolutely, and if you want... Because the Brazilian military, there was a leaked document that came out. Remember we talked about the Blue Haze UFOs Mm -hmm. that came out like was probably like a month ago? They came out and said there was some weird document that was released that I don't know whether or not, again, I don't know if it was real or not, but they also were talking about how there were what they called intruders out of these ships. There's there's weird shit going on. And if you want a little bit more insight on all things strange, uh, if you go to our Patreon, uh, you can listen to an interview that Henry and I did with John Tenney. Really cool guy. Super interesting. You might recognize him from Hellier. Um, Hellier. And uh, that guy, he's been investigating paranormal for a long time. And his life story, we kind of get into that uh, a little bit in the beginning of the interview. Really, really fascinating. Had a near-death experience very young. And that sort of led him down the path that he is on now. So if you want a little bit of a uh, a little appetizer Whenever we talk about paranormal, you can always listen to that. And I know we have some paranormal stories coming up here uh, in the future when it comes to last podcast on the left proper as well. Yeah, our summer of strange is continued. Absolutely. All right. Is it time for Hero of the Week? Yeah. All right. Let's do Hero of the Week. This week's Hero of the Week is Columbus, Ohio. Why? Because petitioners have wanted to change the name to Flavortown, and it seems like the momentum is going in Guy Fieri's favor. This is this might be unprecedented. Because <laughs> I don't know if Columbus, Ohio is necessarily the, but it's the people of Columbus, Ohio, that yes. are driving this movement to rename Columbus to Flavortown. And now I know 
I've been disparaging of Mr. Fieri in the Fieri. past. Yeah. You don't even I will, see, you I don't still even call not, him by his God-given television birth name. I will never make him Italian. He was given that never, name when he was on that Food Network star, and if a producer tells you that your name is now Fietti, not Fieri, you're Fietti for life, Henry. I get it. It's the only thing I'm holding on to. My last shred. Uh. It's my last shred. But what I will say is that if you rename Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> Flavortown, there is no fucking way we won't shoot a live special. Oh my in, god! Of course, to be I, I might live move from there. Flavortown. <laughs> so there is a change.org petition calling on the mayor. The mayor's uh, name is Andrew Ginther to rename the city of Columbus to Flavortown. Now, if I'm the mayor, okay, it's like oh, I might get some political pushback, sure. But then you could also be the mayor of Flavortown, which the is mayor so much better. Of Flavortown. But technically, I think that if you're the mayor of Flavortown, you automatically become guilty of some form of sexual assault. Guy like Fieri. Guy Fieri is the a- only. Guy Fieri's not. I'm talking about the mayor of actual Flavortown because the only way you could get past being mayor of Flavortown is you have to be like a cartoon pelican. Well, <laughs> you have to have no genitals. Well, we, I don't know about the genitalia on Mr. Ginther, but this petition was started by a 32-year-old 32, 32 former Columbus resident. This is what they, uh, they had to say. They say, Columbus is an amazing city, but one, but one whose name is tarnished by the very name itself. Its namesake, Christopher Columbus, is in the bad place because of all his raping, slave trading, and genocide. Now, Fuck that's Columbus. not a proud legacy. Why Honestly. Not- yeah, he says, yeah, why Chris not? Yeah, because going to fuck himself. Like, technically, we're going to probably do a last podcast in the left episode on him at some point. Well, he didn't even, he didn't even, we know, he didn't even find America. Um, <laughs> why not rename the city of Flavortown? The name, the name is two, is, the name is twofold. For one, it honors Central Ohio's proud heritage as a culinary crossroads and one of the nation's largest test markets for the food industry, which yes, is yes. all of the, which That's all huge. that means and I was from a small town called Stevens Point, Wisconsin. We were also a test market because they just, they give us all of the worst sugary foods first and be like, did they die? Oh, they did not? We can take my, this national. My parents also are in that. They're in a town in Florida. It's the same thing where it's just, they get all of the rollouts. It's like my mom's like, oh, Henry Thomas, did you try the new, it's a pancake burrito. Anthony McDonald's. <laughs> I was like, mom, stop. Stop, they're trying to make you leave the house. Just stay in the house, Mom. I remember I got Spider-Man cereal that no one ever heard of that was absolutely amazing. There were so many things that were in and out of the store. And I'm like, what is going on, America? Why don't you support these incredible products that a massively fat young Ben Kissel loves? Uh, they say, secondly, the chef, chef liberty Guy Fieri was born in Columbus. So naming the city in his honor... Um, makes a lot of sense, and they say uh, he's a good dude, and it would be really superior to its current nomenclature. So there you go. Guy Fieri, you may just be the greatest Ohio resident in the history of Ohioans, and there's a lot of people great from Ohio. Then you're going to get a lot of pushback on this, but I also do believe that he has proven himself to be one at least one of the top citizens of Ohio, of Ohio, and yep. you know Ohio. But I will say, if you're going to rename the, the entire city Flavortown, you have to at least name a public bathroom the Springheeled Jack to shitter of the year. Okay, just once because because our boy from Springheeled Jack coffee 
Springle Jack Coffee is in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And he is, he is, he's, that's a, another, he's that's, fuel in the city. That is another great reason to rename it to Flavortown. Spring Hill Jack, made in Flavortown, USA. Perfect. That is branding. It's branding. That is crazy branding. I love the idea. So there you go, people of Columbus. Here's to you, the next Flavor Town. Can't wait to add you to our tour dates. Whenever we can tour in 2048, when we're doing geriatrics on the left, the last geriatric podcast on the left. Um, Either way, we will see you at some point just before we die. Uh, I want to go out. I want to go out again. No, inside. Inside. Uh, I want to go out. Here we go. I got some listener emails. Let's listen to some. Some of these are disgusting. I've been told to stop with the sounding information. By fans. What do you mean? They don't want to hear about sounding anymore. I mean, how often did you? I mean, I hear you so much. The last two weeks. The last, but that's only two weeks. I mean, you've definitely talked about grosser things for longer. But that is, I mean, it seems that that was the peak. We really hit our limit with that. That's interesting. Until I see something new, because someone did send a bunch of emails about people finding them, having to find uh, Q-tips up a man's penis, (laughs) and they're not found on the x-rays. And I believe that one of the guys said that he had the Q-tips up in his penis, and he asked him, how'd you get those Q-tips up there? Uh And he said, I had an itch. (laughs) And that is rough. So here we go. This is another story. This is fucking, this is insane. I just, I, how would that solve an itch? Well, I don't know. We can't, apparently we're not allowed to go into it, but. Ugh. What if he just found a bunch of ear gunk inside of his uh, uh, <laughs> Now, what the heck is that doing uh, in there? Oh, it smells weird. Oh, huh. it smells so weird. Strange. Very strange. All right. So a few years back, I was working as a security guard in a pretty well-known chain of hospitals in my area. I love Wendy's new chains of, of mental asylums. Can't believe it. They have the IV drip just being that beautiful, beautiful chili of theirs. <laughs> it really calms you down. Yeah, it does. Now and then, we'd get patients from the local mental health facilities on the, or the nearby jail prisons. Most of the individuals that came to us were fairly docile, harmless or so, heavily drugged. They would sit and drool or just stare into space with glassy button eyes. It's very sad. It's very, very sad. sad. It's very fucked up. But that's what they got to do, right? I, I mean, guess. I can't wait for it. One day. Fingers crossed. Uh-huh. Then we, on occasion, would get something that we'd call a frequent flyer. Some of these individuals were actually dangerous. I understand that if you're sick, you may not have control of all your faculties, behaviors, or actions. But this was, this was a bridge very far. Okay. We had a frequent flyer whose actual name, I'm, not, I'm going to admit. He was HIV positive. And he, lo- and he spit at all of the faces of the nurses, right? They put a special mask on right. him so he couldn't do so, right? Got the old Hannibal However- Lecter mask, yeah. Yes. However, when he didn't get his way, he had to wear the mask. Even though you don't, he can't get HIV from spit, it's just one of those, right? You I don't just, but you just don't want to be spit on. on, yeah. I don't want to be, yeah, be spit no, on. No. However, when he didn't get his way, he had to wear the mask this man would throw. If he had to wear a mask on his face, he would throw himself on the floor, all 400 pounds of himself. Obviously, we can't leave him there. So nursing and security would have to pick him up and put him back in bed. This was his routine, his minor rebellion. He would do it as much as he could, making us pick him up while he fought and spit over and over again. It was a miserable work. Then one day we got a call. His name was attached to it. I immediately thought, oh, God, it's on the floor. Damn. I go to his room, the whole security team is there. Everyone on site in that hospital is huge. So that was quite a few people, including the director of operations. 
They're all looking grim and dressing in PPE, personal protective equipment. Wait, hold on. So everyone is fat. So we got a 400 pound spitting patient, like the world's largest lizard. And then we have people. a bunch of fat doctors around. There's a lot him. of people. Is this Flavor Town? A- is this Flavor Town Hospital? No. <laughs> No, no, the hospital is huge. Oh. Is, not everyone in the hospital is huge. <laughs> I thought you were like, I thought everyone was like huge, or I was like, what is happening? Welcome to anyway, the Boar Hospital. I only take advice from Three. fat doctors, by the way, and doctors that smoke because they give you advice and they know that they're not doing right, but that makes them tough. I like them. Yeah, they're grim. Yeah. They're grim and they're unsure. Uh huh. So now I'm thinking this is a huge deal. So I stand with them, and I put on protective gear also. No one warns me what I'm about to see. I'm second place, and the bums rush into the room. Jesus Christ. It's so our big horrible. friend again, only this time he has torn off his colostomy bag. Oh, no. He has used a spoon to dig into the opening, and he is flinging shit <laughs> from inside of himself at us. Oh, Every now and then, oh. he would get a chunk of flesh with some shit and then he'd slurp it off the spoon like it was chocolate ice cream. After them disgusting back and forth. And Can some we go back eating. to the sounding conversation, please? This is this like is, so much. He's eating Dookie out of his own body. Whole. This is like the colostomy. You know when you, oh my god! You know when Ugh. you eat at ice cream out of the tub, you go and you sneak a little bit. You know, sure. Like, oh, it's he's doing that to his shithole that's in his torso. Oh. So we managed to take the spoon away and we restrained him. I quit my job a little after that. <laughs> to this day, I can't get the image of shit covered flesh on a spoon being shoveled into his mouth. So he yeah, must have been. Yeah, no, that'll stick with you. That's worse than finding a corpse on a beach. Uh, so he's digging so hard with this spoon that he's taking the in. Like, doesn't he must have been on so many drugs that he didn't feel it or something or like I. I think that he was crazy and motivated oh wow sometimes that's all you need sometimes it's not like he was on fucking pcp he was in the hospital permanently right oh wow well rough day thank you frontline uh thank you those are the work those are the stories of the frontline we don't hear and i think we should talk about those more so scary so very scary scary. so scary to be a doctor working with we got to do something about the mental health industry in our country sure and you know what i think kissel and i I think we're going to figure it out. <laughs> you know what the big thing I'm going to say is? Burger bar. Because, like, you know, I'm when you're trapped you. on a cruise ship, it's so it's fun every two hours to go to the burger bar. You can make yourself a burger, see that oh. they change out all the toppings. Just something to distract people. I love that idea. Okay. Now, here, here's a story of how my dad may be one of the first service members to witness the UFOs that you most recently discussed on the Side Stories episode, Space Poltergeist. In 1973, Dad joined the Coast Guard and while serving on a base in southern Alaska, he had his first encounter with the otherworldly. The story goes that around midnight, Dad is taking a walk on the road leading away from the Coast Guard lighthouse. Being winter in Alaska, the road is covered in ice and compressed snow and early in the day they ran the plow, so he is surrounded by shoulder-high banks of snow. Hmm. He is also on alert because bears... So he's walking along, enjoying an uncommonly quiet night and the full moon. When he suddenly feels he's being watched, he stops and looks around, worried that he has walked into the sight of a polar bear. That would be fucking scary. Definitely. You got to get away. He sees nothing. He continues walking, but then he hears something. He describes it like a whoomp. A heavy noise, almost like a large animal exhaling or a huge bellows being worked, like a whoomp. Again, he looks and he's around. He looks around and he sees nothing, but he hears the sound again. 
He is now shaken and reminded of just how alone he is and decided it might be time to start heading home. Yeah. As he turns around, he becomes aware of something above him. He looks up, sees a large object hovering a mere six feet directly above his head. He has no clue how it got to be there without his notice. He had been looking at the moon just moments before. Just moments before. The object was white and maybe 20 feet long. He describes the shape as being like a fat or puffy cigar. As he stares open mouth and trying to evacuate his bowels, and trying not to evacuate his bowels, yeah, thank you God. never try you, to do it. Well, I mean, maybe if you don't want to be abducted, just take a big dump in your pants and they'll That's leave the, you alone. Nice. I don't know. It, it also it keeps you moving. Yeah, sure. As he stares open mouth, he hears the sound again, whoomp, clearly coming from the object. At this point, he decides it is time to get gone. As kids, our favorite part of the story was how he ran so fast that his heels were kicking him in the butt. <laughs> and he, he just straight up away. says wait so he ran he away, ran away. Like, I with ran. his heel i mean that's not even the fastest way to run no no it's dangerous technically you gotta be careful <laughs> of your hamstrings but what he says here the, the, the as soon as he the you saw the pentagon releases and the videos that showed the small white tic tac whatever the fat cigar he said that's exactly what i saw all right, well, we'll just do a couple of emails this week. Thank you so much for sending those in. Love to hear from you. Uh, those are freaking trippy. Both of those stories are trippy and strange for totally different reasons. It's um. just, there's just so much in life. There's you so know much there in is. life. You there know, is. there's so many different experiences we can all have and share. And that's yep. one of those that you're just like, especially, uh, it's just something about the shit covered lumps of flesh going sure. to the man's mouth like a bunch of ice cream that also um, fucks with me. Sure. I mean, makes me truly again, upset. You have the majestic world of ufology where you look up in the sky, you see an enlarged Tic Tac, and it almost makes you forget that at some point you saw someone dig into their own flesh like it was the world's most disgusting buffet and eat their own flesh and shit. So that is the wonder of life, isn't it? This is why if you are thinking about ending it all, you're done with life. Never forget, at some point, you may be able to see either of those things. And if you, you don't have, know. You don't know. You never or know. Sometimes, you, you, you know, know, like you'll do something fun like, you know, I saw across the street. A guy in a full open window, totally nude, uh-huh, uh-huh. having a normal conversation with what looked like his family. <laughs> so I don't know what it was, but it wasn't yelling or anything, see, and I got a, to see that. That's a nude house. And yes, Norman Rockwell didn't paint that because he was a very stuffy conservative man. But that's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing. The nude family, every, every whatever the rules are that are established within that home, then it's all things go. Um, unless, of course, those rules are very disgusting and felonious, in which case you gotta you gotta get out of there. Um, but anyway. I try not to stare. No, that's good. I think at some point it becomes. I don't. At what point is it illegal if they are just clear of you? Because obviously, in New York, for anyone that's visited, you know, if you're on the bottom floor, you live in an apartment, your windows are open, you are just a you are theater for the world. I anyone can see you. Going into my kitchen, and I had no curtains, and I was living with our friend Carly and Jeff at the time, and she had the cat, and I was going through a phase where I was sleeping nude. Sure. And I remember emerging into the kitchen completely nude, didn't even think about it, picked up the cat, stroking the cat, normally (laughs) petting the cat, Uh and looking across and just seeing a man at a copier, because it was an office across the street from where I used to live. (laughs) the very first apartment I ever had, just looking at me, like over a copier, as I'm just petting the cat completely nude. And I just feel like he might have been jealous, but he didn't understand that I was scarily out of work at the time. 
And you still had roommates, Henry. Did you not? Were you not concerned? Jeff they were there. They were. They were out of work. So never trust so, your out of work roommate and hide your cat. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, I was I was normal. I wasn't blowing it or anything. <laughs> Don't fuck the cat. Remember that we learned that from Ghost Cats of the South. Well, we have learned that. We learned that a long time ago, almost instinctively, like we were born uh, born with that. Uh, Thank God, not like that woman that like that woman last week who had sex with three different breeds of dogs and remember each one of their names and each member. Yeah. That's a horrible thing that I'll always carry for forever. Yeah, yeah, so, no, we're, we're definitely, uh, our brains are scarred, your brains are scarred, we're all, all the show. you know, it is what it is. We're, um, all, oh. we're all part of this. Just check out last podcast merch. <laughs> Speaking of scarred, mm-hmm. check it out. We got that bike for sale. I can't believe it. It, it immediately sold, sold out. out. I, I had no idea there were so many bikers. Not that I'm, I mean, Henry and I don't bike. Um, Marcus bikes, but I, I was like, I don't know, is anyone going to buy a freaking bike? And I guess we did. I guess a lot of people did. I guess, I guess we did. I guess, and it is wonderful. Thank you guys so much for your support as always. Yes. Um, you're further there for us. We're there for you. Thank you so much for uh, listening to our bullshit. Absolutely. So that's, why, that's why it's important, man. You got to live every day. Mm-hmm. Live every day like you could potentially, by, the, by a witch's fucking whim, Ooh. be transported into the body of another human. How would you do? What would you do then? <laughs> If I was transported to the body of some buxom model, what would I do then? If I would were, probably spend hours in the bath. You know what I mean? But I'd be kind to me. You would be, you would have to, un, with your, is it still your brain? Yes. Oh, that would be horrific for you, buddy. I would just be showing them to a bunch of all this. I, you know what? I'd be showing my breasts to a bunch of homeless people to make them smile. I don't know if wouldn't that would that end nice? well, but sure. Wouldn't that be nice? Y- you could do and that And I would now. be laughing about it. I'd be yeah. like, hey, boss. Hey, <laughs> boss. Because it'd be weird if you could transport to another body, but your voice stayed exactly the same. So yeah. we'd be like, hey, hey, hey. Like it was just me looking like fucking Demi Lovato or something. <laughs> and I'd just showing him. You know what I mean? That'd be great. You, gotta yeah. love, you just got to love the twisted turns life will take. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because one day you're loving your life just fucking being a shoe salesman. Outside, you know what I mean? You're selling shoes next to the highway. Sure. The next day, you're fucking finding a bunch of bodies in a fucking suitcase. Look at playing that. Playing an app on your phone. Look at that. Live, laugh, laugh. There's Anything can happen. Anything can happen every a- day. Anything can happen. That's right, folks. Um, also, when it comes to merch, we got new top hat shirts out there. So check those out. It's Abraham Lincoln. It's a skull. It's vomiting the American flag, or at least a flag. Um, all right, everyone. Thank and that you was so done much. By our for- boy, uh, that was done by our friend, uh, uh, What a Gas. Yeah. We're going to give it to Andy Org, man, because we forget that he fucking has designed so many things for us for over the year. He also did um, the side stories. Uh, new art as well. He's yes. very talented. He's very talented. I have no idea how any of you people create anything because I watch those drawing videos on Instagram where they're like, it's going to become 3D. And then you see when the object becomes 3D in your brain. And I'm like, that's witchcraft. How'd you make that 3D though? Like, how come it looks 3D now? Because I just saw like four seconds ago, it wasn't 3D. And it still confuses me and it makes me angry. People got skills. Yeah. We just don't have very many skills. We literally just yell. Yeah, that's true. All right, everyone, hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations, one and all. Also, a final thing. I mean, I hope that everyone's still listening. Thank you to the creators of um, Last of Us 2. Last of Us 2. That's the sweetest thing in the world. 
I can't fucking believe this. We'll talk about it a little bit when we do the relax fit with Marcus because yes. he's the one most affected because he was playing the game. Because I haven't gotten to that game yet. I haven't played the original Last of Us either. And it is just, but I mean, I know that made Marcus, it made his year. I fucking It's I insane. Out, I have never dude. experienced anything like that. It, it really awesome. is kind of humbling and nice to see that we are doing what we can to entertain people as genuinely as possible and see the effect that it has. And I hope that we can continue to do that. For as long as possible. I hope so, too. All right, everyone. I'm going to do another Hail Yourselves. Hail Satan. Magoostalations. Hail me. Thank you for listening. Drive safe. Watch out. There's a deer in the road. (laughs) Don't scare people for no reason. (laughs) This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home.